Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Okay, welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. My guest today is Kirsty Vesseur. I like that surname. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, I'm still having trouble pronouncing it. <laughs> I've only had it for about seven and a half years, so I'll get there. Is, um, I mean, I'm just guessing here. Is that a French name? French, Dutch, yeah. French, Dutch, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, very, very nice, very nice. Um, so you are a registered nutritionist, a registered and, and uh, health coach. Um, I know there are a number of other qualifications i'm sure but um it's uh, great to, to have you on and, and and great to meet someone or talk to someone who isn't sort of in that traditional um exercise space which most of of my guests are um but i think um you know when people get into this industry they realize the power and the importance of nutrition and often will then go and get those qualifications alongside the stuff they've already got um so i've wanted to 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 pick your brains because um, yeah, I respect all the, the stuff that you've been doing and the work that you do now. And also, you know, the, the types of clients that you work with, which are quite interesting. You know, it's not, I guess it's probably not mainstream nutrition. You know, you're talking, you work very much, you know, in terms of um, the endocrinology um, and using nutrition as a tool to, to, to help reverse some of those things and pre uh, pre um, 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 menopause, postmenopause, um, as well as um, as pregnancy as well, pre and post. So, so quite a, a large area, but but an area that's quite technical as well. So, um, I guess I'm really interested. I, I see you did have a bit of a, a fitness background as well. You worked for Life Fitness at one point. So, keen to hear the whole story. I'll shut up now. <laughs> oh gosh, where do I start? Um, yeah, I guess I did have quite a bit of a fitness background. Um, started in sales when I was about 20 years old, I'm 38 now, just to give you some context. Yeah, yeah. Um, sales in Adidas, Lululemon, also in key accounts and sales management, high octane, A-type personality yeah. roles um, that took me all over the place. It was very, very exciting. And of course, life fitness, yes. Um, however, given all of that, um, my body wasn't coping and I got incredibly sick during that process um, just to try and keep up with the amount of output and expectations that were on myself. So I needed to do something about that because we were trying to have a family. It was absolutely impossible for me to get pregnant and I knew I couldn't I couldn't conceive if I was going to keep living my life like that. Right. Um, so that sought me out to do some education um, into nutrition and fertility and um, certainly led me to the HBN group where I did my studies. Mm. Shout out to Harvey, he is amazing. Yes. If you're interested yeah. in doing some study yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did, I did my education with HPN and, um, really went to sort out my hormones. My hormones had been affected by, um, an abortion that I'd had when I was 19, um, led to an eating disorder because I hadn't had any counseling or any outpatient care, um, just kind of, 
and muddled through as a result and that was certainly the worst thing that I could have possibly done so the stress of the career as well as um, the underlying eating disorder had had a massive um, role to play in my infertility so I went on a healing journey I went on a journey of education and sorting out my hormones, working with a practitioner within HPN, um, Kirsten Bain on another shout out to her, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and finally, throughout that process, I I healed. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get counseling. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get um, psychotherapy to help deal with the trauma if you have a trauma background, because that certainly does show up and play into the the manifestation of dis-ease in the body Mm. and alternative coping mechanisms um, that play as a result so binge eating tendencies alcohol behaviors um, drug use all as a result of trauma so we need to get our trauma dealt with in order Mm. to be healed Mm. um, and maintain that healing moving forward into our bright futures Um, so I guess that's that's the backstory yeah I know massive and only spoken about for five minutes wow um, but during that that um, process in that period, I had been to doctor upon doctor upon doctor um, with the infertility story, trying to get that um, my fertility sorted. And my doctor would run repeat repeat bloods all the time and tell me um, everything's normal, quote unquote normal. So normal oh, from a so medical range. You were inside the medical range. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was inside the medical range, but it certainly yeah. was normal. No. Um, so that took me to referrals to uh, fertility specialists who basically said, look, you've got what's called unexplained infertility. Um, we, yeah, I know. Nice, right? So we've yeah. got some options for you because I did have wicked hormonal symptoms. Okay. I had PMS. I had what's called PMDD. So a very extreme version, what really feels like PMS on steroids, okay. um, which fertility associates told me that I could manage my symptoms with antidepressants, a hysterectomy, or birth control. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to get pregnant at the time. And to me, those were stupid options. Um, A little bit heartbreaking, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I was just committed. I was like, you know what? This is BS. Um, I... I will heal myself. Um, so yeah, got it 24-7, you know, all about it, just educating myself and following um, Kirsten's advice as well as what I'd learned within HPN um, and did manage to heal my hormones. And um, 2019 in September, um, we got pregnant with my first child. Um, yay, yay, yeah. So she's now three years old. And after a reasonable amount of time off on mat leave to be with her, I've um, been back in business now for almost a year. Um, Yeah. And and now it's, it's my complete dedication and job to serve other women that have been through similar circumstances um, and are also having hormonal disruption, depression, anxiety, um, and just feel lost in in the diet culture of of today. Um, So how I do this, I do this with differential diagnosis. So that's client intake forms and seeing and reading the symptoms of the body. Mm. I also look at um, functional testing. So Mm. we do, yeah, Mm. we do urine analysis. We do saliva Mm. testing. Um, Mm. 
we do gene testing is is another thing that I'm I'm very um yeah. soon to to introduce, which is exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, all in an aid to tell us exactly what is going on and wrong with the body. Um, so we can either take out those constituents that are causing the issues, or we can add in practitioner grade supplements to assist yeah. in nutrient repletion. Is it fair to say that uh, the stuff on the shelf is probably not going to make as much of a difference as compared to that practitioner stuff? Yeah, it's probably fair to say most products aren't at the grade they need to be in order yeah. to um, to move the needle in the right direction. Mm. However, you know, you do get what you pay for. So if you're looking at a slightly more expensive uh, multi-nutrient supplement like the good green stuff or mm. Um, a protein powder that's either bone broth or plant-based so it's mm. not as inflammatory mm. um, it, it is going to help you a hell of a lot more than buying something from the supermarket for example yeah, yeah. okay and and for people who are unfamiliar with some of the testing uh, you talked about uh, urine which is obviously the dutch uh, and dutch testing which i've been through and i'm and, and reasonably familiar with saliva testing i see you've got um food sensitivity in there um for, for people that are a little bit unfamiliar with those but may think oh that i wonder if my clients may you know that may be a useful pathway for my clients can you go into those a little bit yeah so at the moment the majority of the tests that i'm doing are organic acid tests and dutch tests so the organic acid test really is a snapshot of um, 75 different markers in the body so it, it talks about um, toxic exposure it talks about bacterial overgrowth parasitic overgrowth yeah. it talks about fungal markers like candida that could be playing a role in some of either the behaviors that you're experiencing depression anxiety can show up through the neurotransmitter markers that it has mm. available and it also goes through nutrient markers that might be depleted as well as gives indications um, but not at great depth about some genes that can play a role in dysfunction um, mm. so it's a really good catch-all as yeah. a, a starter and a base to move from um, for an individual that feels like look they're doing all the right things and they're still not getting the results they mm. feel like something's crawling in their gut or something mm. else is going on in, in their gut um, and they really want a, a springboard um, that gives them some targeted approach and targeted protocols to go after exactly what's wrong with them in the first instance. Sure. So that's the O, and then the Dutch is more of a hormonal pathway, as you know, Rich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. Happening with hormones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that's um, a, a, one of a number of tests that are, they're reasonably expensive. They're not. Uh, they're not the first port of call, are they? Generally, you. You'd go there if um, you were stuck or if a client said, yes, I can afford to, to go do those. Um, Correct. Yeah. 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 So I guess it depends on the severity of the case. Yeah. Right. So um, we do them if there is a really quite strong stress picture involved. So if there is stress that um, could be a result of trauma, but also we've been in a pandemic, stress is a factor for pretty much everyone. How has that affected your hormones? How has that affected your all, all of your three estrogens? How are you metabolizing and excreting? Um, is there any issues with COMPT or is there any issues with methylation? What has that done to your neurotransmitters? What has that done to your vitamin and mineral stores? That can all show up. Right. However, it's not my first port of call. So mm -hmm. clients come into my programs and the, we send them off for lab testing. So right. you, you stock standard bloods. Yep. Um, based on functional ranges, not the medical yes. ranging. Yes. Yeah. So yes. 
if there's any functional range deficiencies um, as a result of the blood testing, then we plug that first. And if that doesn't give the desired result over the length of um, half the program, because we obviously want to deal with the whole person by the end of the program, they want to be feeling better, then mm. start mm. to look at functional testing. If we've yeah. done everything else and we're still not seeing results. Probably worth explaining that difference for people who may not have heard that before, the difference between functional range and medical range. Yeah, absolutely. So the medical ranging is based on a sick population, to put it bluntly. Um, it's a catch-all, right? So yep. you've got you've got you know hundred-year-olds right down to babies, yep. and, and unfortunately, we're in the midst of an obesity epidemic. Mm. Um, cardiovascular disease is is right off the Richter. Um, so all of these factors get brought into what is a catch-all for the whole population. So, you know, a small 20-year-old female is being compared to a very, very large male um, that's 80 years old. So that's the medical ranging. And then yep. functional ranging is what is optimal for the individual, which is based on hundreds and hundreds of research papers. And it's way more of a tighter um, range of what is optimal for the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Thank you. Um, and and that's the that's the the no man's land that people get lost in, isn't it? When the doctor goes, "Oh no, you're fine," but you're nowhere near that functional range, and you know you're not feeling hundred percent, and that's why you went there in the first place. Um, to then be um, to be sent away with no real answers that that can be a really demoralizing process for people when they rely on their GP or someone similar. Yeah, yeah. And um, you probably picked up already that, you know, I, I have um, my own thoughts about the medical system and, and where we've headed um, over the last hundred years with it. But certainly to be marginalized within that 15 minute consult and either be sent away with an antibiotic or an SSRI antidepressant um, as, as the catch-all um, medication that's going to be the panacea of what's wrong with you is, in my opinion, not acceptable. No. Uh, it might give you uh, temporary relief um, from your depression and anxiety or your gut issues because taking an antibiotic is like setting off a nuclear bomb yes it will kill everything bad but it also kills all the good and yeah. then very quickly the parasites the candida whatever was going on will um, repopulate and probably be stronger as a result mm. so mm. yeah scary thought yeah yeah so, um, so your your uh, I guess levels of empathy for your for your clients are extremely high because having been on that journey yourself, you know what they're going through. You can you can uh, you've you've you know felt it yourself, and and therefore I guess that's a, a, a like I say a, a good level of empathy, but also a massive motivator because you know how stuck people can get, um, and so it looks like you've got a, a massive um, you've got everything covered in terms of I guess what people need and and where the medical system is is not serving them and where they need to be served better is yeah a lot of my um clients feel let down by the system mm. you can mm. imagine and um, they feel hopeless because they remain with these symptoms but don't have a direction forward they feel like they're going crazy and they're in a lot of pain um, which I can relate to because mm. that was my mm. story. So 
a lot of my clients cry. Unfortunately, we're in Zoom days at the moment, so it, it's impossible for me to hug them. Which yeah, yeah, I'm a hugger. So that would I I would prefer that. Um, but they do they do get very upset with their initial conversations because they have for a long time been left unheard. Um, so they silence themselves, and again, that manifests as dis-ease in the body because mm. it's not being mm. dealt with. You know, nobody's got the time of day to listen to their symptoms. Um, and yeah, I come along and and I support them both from an empathetic standpoint as someone that has been through the experience, but now with my practitioner's hat on um, as the way forward, look, this is what we can do to actually fix those issues. So mm-hmm. I have clients now who are coming off their antidepressants in conjunction with their GP and with their GP's approval. Right. Um, I have clients that are nutrient replete now, so they're feeling better. They're showing up as their old selves, able to participate in the activities that um, they used to enjoy before, mm. you know, these symptoms started appearing. Mm. Um, and and we we go on, you know, a little bit of a goal setting journey as well. Like, who do you want to be? That very often these women come to me and they've lost themselves through the process of becoming a mum or being so heavily involved in their businesses that everything else has gone. Their exercise has gone. Their personal hobbies have gone. Um, their ways of managing their stress have gone. All to be able to um, efficiently deal with the amount that's on their plate um so so we go on a a a client finding journey of who are you what makes you tick how can we include some of that back into your life so that you're not just all of those roles Mm. that are put onto Mm. you by society Mm. you're still your own person and you're still filling your emotional cup on a day-to-day basis yeah yeah brilliant this sounds very holistic, and I guess that that's kind of how it should be, isn't it? Because it's it's all about the whole person. Um, how much do you? Um, I've got about four questions on my mind at once. <laughs> um, Go for it. <laughs> okay, first one. Um, how much do you find is sort of lifestyle coaching versus sort of pure nutrition in terms of the time that you spend with them? It's a really great question. And like most things in nutrition, I would say it depends, Mm. (laughs) depends on the individual. Um, But look, it's never the food's fault. It's never the food really that's going wrong. It's usually a lot of lifestyle factors. There's too much stress. There's not enough sleep. There's coping mechanisms. There's a loss of that person, like I said um, just before. Mm. Sure, there there is some education that comes into it with nutrition. And we do meal plans and we do recipes and we try to um, get back in touch with the enjoyment of food and the the whole digestive process of it's not just about shoveling food in your Mm, mouth without mm. being present with your food digestion is a whole sensory experience from the eyes to the nose to the ears to the mouth Um, and we're so distracted by social media that we're not even with our food when we're eating it anymore so yeah, I mean, if we could just encourage everyone to just give yourself five or 10 minutes a day to sit down with your meal and be present with it, mm. we wouldn't have the digestive issues. 90% wouldn't have the digestive issues that they face in the moment. That's so true. And I so need to stop watching YouTube when I eat my lunch. <laughs> 
it's efficiency rich because we need oh, to <laughs> that's the problem oh, the thing but, is I, I love sending people you know sharing my comedy videos with people and go oh you need to watch this one you need to watch this one but i'm suffering as a result of it with my poor digestion yeah yeah so look if you could like i said it's not it's not a massive thing to give yourself five or ten minutes yeah um but you would yeah. certainly see an improvement in that area if you could do that yeah yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And, and, you know, even um, the number of times that you chew each mouthful, um, the amount of time you sit down before you take your first mouthful, you know, you, you look back at some traditions and you say, well, why do people say grace? And actually, when you look at that, I mean, I'm not a religious person, but so clever, because the food's on the table, they sit down, they say their thing, then they start to eat and obviously there's more going on there but that pause because of saying it just gives that whole system the the the, the nervous system time to shift from sympathetic to parasympathetic hey presto we've primed the system so that we get the most out of this meal yeah so you know if you're going to turn religious that's a really good way to do it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and and just having that gratitude right yeah um, yeah which, like you said so beautifully can shift you from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system mm, yeah. mm, mm. you don't have to be religious no. you just have to have gratitude yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i try and tell my kids that no just slow down <laughs> yeah yeah until um, it's out. <laughs> the, next, the next one of those four questions was um it sounds like um, majority of your clients would be female but is that true is majority or are there some guys in there what's the share the split yeah the certainly it's probably about an 85 85 15 split at the moment um yeah, usually yeah. the guys that work with me have been roped in by their wives <laughs> okay fair enough um which is the nice referral process yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I am reticent to deal with men. Um, there was probably just a time where in my health coaching practice, I was attracting more of an aesthetic goal type male. Um, right. And that's that's obviously not my area of interest. Yeah. I'm interested in healing and getting people well. Mm. Aesthetics is, is certainly not something that um, was a an interest area of mine. So hence why now all of my marketing is... is um, targeted at women because um, yeah. yeah most day most women these days are dealing with their hormones are dealing with significant stress and or trauma um, mm. which all play quite a big role in um, the manifestation of their symptoms yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah I thought that was the case um, I've heard it described and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here someone described the the female anatomy as a finely tuned formula one car <laughs> hang on and the male you know male body and you know and almost the um the um toyota pickup truck yeah yeah and i love that analogy yeah. okay that's very correct. I think women are just so much more sensitive to their environments. Their hormones are so much more affected. Um, and I don't know whether it's a brain to, to hormone um, conversation that's happening that's affecting that um, or whether it's purely that um, mammalian primal response whereby um, our adrenals just say, no, cortisol instead of sex hormone production. Yeah. To get us out of that danger mm. um, however 
as much as I don't want to admit it, I feel like men are um, physiologically, at least, better adept to dealing with stress than females. Okay. Okay. Gee, I'm putting okay. myself on the line by saying, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's <laughs> or, okay. or, or we just have way more stress than you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I see that's that's like a topic and a whole nother episode. I know, right? I know. It's yeah. political, don't touch it. Yeah. Or is it our perception of it? You know, it's it, it just you where do you go? It's hard to <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting because I thought that was quite a good um um metaphor or, or analogy, but um I was interested to 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 get your opinion on it. So yeah, okay, good, mm-hmm. good. Um, and I've forgotten the other two questions now. We've gone so far down that path. So <laughs> um, okay, so maybe some, so obviously you've been in business for a while and, um, you know, you know what that's all about and, and what's involved. And, and you know, it, we're all, uh, I guess, either individually in business or we're working for a larger organisation that, you know, we're, we're a part of, which is still a business. What, what sort of things have you learned along the way? What have been your, your best lessons um, while you've been a, a practitioner? Is this from a business perspective? Or- uh, yeah, I guess so. But don't feel like that, you know, don't feel constricted by that. Okay. Oh, what have I learned? Um, I've learned that I can't do everything. Yeah. I have learned that I can have all things in life but I can't have them all at once so chasing one thing at a time is a really valuable lesson to avoid burnout Um, not feeling like I need to do everything in my business so outsourcing people um, to do the marketing to do you know administration to do whatever you possibly can yeah. with a budget of course yeah, um, yeah. Is, is very very helpful because all prackies all pts i'm sure are burning the candle at both ends to serve their audience um and be available for people and show up for people mm. um but it's not you're no good to anyone if if you're not fulfilled and you're not doing the things that you need to do to keep yourself healthy. So you need to keep exercising. You need to keep practicing what you preach. You need to get to bed on time and you need to manage your stress. Um, So, so we can be the best um, advice givers in the world, but if we're not taking that own, our own advice, um, we are contradicting ourselves um, and we're hypocrites, right? We yes. should be taking our own advice. Yeah. Yes, 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 absolutely. And I think that's kind of what forced me into that slightly more holistic space is I was struggling as well. And, and I, you know, I, when I did my first Dutch, well, my first sort of saliva test to, to get a handle on cortisol, I was like, I was manufacturing virtually none. And I was like, oh yeah, low number. That's great. Uh, no, that's mm-hmm. not great. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and that was that was sort of my my starting point into okay, how do I keep doing this with the same energy and enthusiasm, but find that balance? Because yeah. I didn't think the two things, I thought they were mutually exclusive. And um it's you know, it's a journey. <laughs> it really it is. Yeah. Is. And I think like you got to look at your life circumstances as, as well. And like you said, yeah. you know, how how do I create cohesion within that? So that might mean yeah. that 
um, you give yourself a few hours of administration and marketing and, and accounting in the morning and you see more clients in the evening, mm. um, making sure that your, um, your programs are automated. So you've got the Google Docs and it's because most people are just getting the same thing, right? Yeah, Especially yeah. in the foundations. Yeah. You've got all of that ticked off. So your administration part isn't, you know, hours and hours a day. Um, efficiency within your practice is is of the utmost importance because you can yes. piss around wasting time, as you know, if you're not efficient and you yeah. don't have these docs in a really good location. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're right. I hadn't ever thought of that stuff. And I always see myself as being quite organized with systems and processes, but there's always room for improvement and, you know, leveraging that technology that's out there with booking systems and unshareable documents. And it just, just makes life that little bit easier and smoother, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I guess that is somewhere that people could look at to, um, to fine tune their own, own businesses and leverage that technology, you know, payment systems. And there are so many things out there. I guess it's what's, as you said before, you know, within budget, but, you know, maximizing it, pushing it right to the edge. So you get the best bang for buck. Yeah. And a really lot good. of those, a lot of those systems are free and in, in the yeah. route phase. Mm. So, you know, you can look to, um, to bring on an ops system or a client management system or whatever you need mm. and get free trial version mm. and as your practice or your PT business grows so does the practice and so does the payment schedule mm. yes um, I know Michelle uh, recommended one of those when we were doing the, the health coaches course did you did you check that out and did you yeah. do you use one yeah that's practice better yes. I can't rave about it enough okay um, it deals with everything from my client bookings. It automates the whole process of right, right through from first booking to reminders to text messages to oh, all invoicing payment schedules. Everything's automated. So it's like having a VA or a administrator dealing with a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and you can build programs in there. You can schedule events. You can do so much with the software. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, anyone that's looking for a practice management software um, client facing, that is the one to go for. Fantastic. That's great. It's a good, good reminder. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Where can people find you if they're interested to know more and um, would either like to have a consult or, or just be able to refer clients to you because they, they don't have the knowledge themselves? What's the best way of finding you or getting in touch with you? Yeah, so I hang out on Facebook and Instagram at Legacy Nutrition. I think it's underscore NZ um, or just find me Legacy Nutrition and I have my yeah. website www.legacynutrition.co.nz. Fantastic. I'll, um, I'll add those into the show notes so people can just hit the link if they've got the episode up and um, they can, can find you and, and find out more about you. So. Thank you very much. It's been a really good chat. I mean, I think we've packed a decent amount into uh, to half an hour or just over half an hour. So thanks, Kirsty. It's been uh, great catching up and really great hearing your story and hearing about your business. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the invite, Rich. No problems. Cool. All right. Maybe next time we'll, we'll plan a, a number two and get into that other topic in another episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating 
and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.